The Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at SmashItDerby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at StirringDirtRacing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FingerLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now your host, Chris Marquardt. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this edition of the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast. Excited to have you along for the ride tonight, episode number 425 on deck, as we've got the Carolina Derby Promotions crew joining us here to hang out for a little while. And uh, we're, we're looking ahead in a little over a month now. We are going to be in Florence, South Carolina to take in um, Palmetto Destruction at the Florence Center. And that's, uh, that's the latest evolution of um, Carolina Derby Promotions events. We've got uh, Billy Monroe and Jason Padgett joining us for this episode. And, you know, what I was, I was thinking back, as much fun as we had during our February travels in years past, this is probably the, <laughs> this is probably the warmest option that I've ever had on the travel schedule for, for the month of February when it comes to demolition derbies. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we're not going to experience any negative temperatures while we're <laughs> in South Carolina. Um, the one thing that always got me, though, is we would come home and it would always be snowing in Syracuse. And we would have to dig the cars out, right? Do you re- no, but do you oh. remember descending down through the clouds? No. And as, as we're descending, you can see the snow plows running wide open down the, <laughs> down the landing strip. And Chris very gently reaches up and pulls down the shade and not watch it. I said, Chris, I don't think that's going to save you. And then uh, we drove home with a bunch of snow from there. But nope. No, it's it's going to be different. Um, Do you remember? They weren't only running wide open down the runway. They were running four across <laughs> wide open down the runway. And and we're not talking your uh, your dad's snowplow either. These were <laughs> these were like those convoy trucks. The what are they? The six by fours? Yeah, like, like they were that. using to clear the <laughs> clear the interstate when the throughway was closed. Yeah, that was not <clears> a fun <throat> not a fun experience. But but nonetheless, um, no, looking forward to it. Um, you know, I I saw some. Uh, after videos last year, uh, Brett Relier put on a hell of a show down there. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, I've heard a bunch of names that are going. Um, it's, Brett Relier, isn't that Corey Relier's brother? Yeah, that's Corey Relier's brother, Brett. Um, Just making sure. Rumor has it Corey's going to be going as well. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a rumor. Um, so I've heard a lot of big names going. Um, Is he going to bring any cage fighting with him? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Um, but, uh, you know, looking forward to it. Uh, great show last year. Um, a lot of action. Great facility. Um, I've talked to numerous guys, and they said it is a beautiful facility. Um, great place for a derby. Uh, the track is definitely big enough to, to get it, you know, get after it. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a good time. It's, it's going to be a great time. So, uh, Billy and Jason are joining us as well. And, you know, I don't really know immediately where to start, but I guess the, probably the f- facility would be, be a wise place at this point you know one of the biggest things that we've run into with all of the uh, the the advent of the um indoor era of demolition derby is the track surface and it's mm-hmm. it's not like when we go down to florida where you're we're fighting a, a high sand content or where you're susceptible to the amount of moisture you actually have clay in south carolina and i was just wondering kind of what you guys were doing in terms of bringing the surface in and also what the Florence Center was like to work with. I mean, did they know what they were getting themselves into? 
in terms of having a demolition derby indoors, um, beyond just what you were able to pull up and, and show us an example and say, this is what it, this is what we want to do with the demolition derby. This is what it looks like indoors. We want to do it at your place. So how, how did, how was their reception and, and what did they think? Well, they were, uh, they really enjoyed it, but they, they had no idea what they were getting into. I don't think, uh, when we, when we first went, they, they thought maybe just a handful of cars, I think. Right. It, it blew them away when everybody showed up. Um, great, great place to work with. They, they're, they try to help the promoter. You know, a lot of times we go to places and it's, some of these venues you're you're fighting them but but down there that they really try to help and try to make it easy on everybody as for the dirt uh, they actually have it out back and they got a big hole and they just bring it in and uh when we got down there last year we got got there on wednesday or excuse me thursday and we just we packed the track in all day and uh the skid steers and it really held up good we were we were tickled with the way the uh track done for us last year hopefully we can do the same this coming the the ceiling looked like it was really low it seemed like it was a it was a low facility in the pictures but in in all the pictures and all the video and stuff that i've seen it looked like the ventilation system must be state-of-the-art because there was nothing that was hanging around yeah it definitely looked like it was that was that was uh working well for them how tough was the sell? I mean, it, it seems to me like, like the, that happens a lot when you talk about bringing a demolition derby to a particular facility or, or, or bring demolition derby like, like what you're looking at doing with Palmetto and, and the evolution of Carolina, um, Carolina Derby promotions. They're, they're accustomed to the almost like the, the circle track type attraction demolition derby where there's a handful of cars and, and, and whatever comes kind of runs and um that's the stigma that you guys are are working as many other promoters are to, to break that and what did they what was their initial expectation um in terms of what this show was and the cars were and 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 has it has their eyes been opened a little bit i think it has and where we was lucky is the venue actually contacted us about hosting a derby so they were Hang on. Whoa, whoa. Wait. <laughs> Wait a second. I don't know if I've I, ever heard that before. I, I know that you're going to answer the question, and, and it was going to be eloquent, but that doesn't happen, at least that I, I've ever come no, across. That's that, very, that's so they awesome. contacted you guys. They did. Um, we done a, like a little local magazine article, uh, interview for it, and somebody there picked up the magazine, and they, they contacted us just out of the blue, and I thought, well, yeah, this, this probably ain't going to happen, but uh, it, it was a blessing. I mean, it, it just everything worked out great. That's awesome. Well, the rest of my questions don't matter at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's terrific. That, yeah, I mean, that's, and that's why it is so important. And, and I know Dustin Wood's been talking about the importance of media in terms of Demolition Derby, and, and we've got some new stuff that's been, been in the works with um, – uh, smash it what they're working on and some of the some of the initiatives they put out there obviously mark klein with the, the derby builds and stuff and all of those things and in keeping demolition derby in the conversation of demolition derby life magazine but this is the same vacuum at times i think even even kind of with what we're doing we're we're, we're a little bit fortunate but you still 
find ourselves in that vacuum, just like motorsports was with Ariana Racing News or um, with Gator Racing News when it was around, mm-hmm. or or sometimes even um, uh, Race Pro Weekly, that Dirt Track Digest has been able to break out of, is you end up preaching to a captive audience, which is great, yeah. but you're still just preaching to a captive audience. And if you can find a way to break outside of that, mm-hmm. kind of like what we just had had described here, we're seeing the city of Topeka, we go to Blizzard Bash, mm-hmm. they're embracing Demolition Derby more. Um, and, and the city is talking about it. There's articles yeah. written about it. Now, yep. now at times it's talking about how much damage was done to the grass out in front of the Stormont <laughs> Vale Event Center. That's but happened. at the same time, they're still talking <laughs> about it. So, That's happened. But, I mean, the importance of that, that one local article and being able to fall in front of the right eyes shows that there is still value in local media. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I've, I, know, I know I've said it, and I will continue to say it, that there's importance uh, in advertising in front of a captive audience. And if you're going to spend your advertising dollars, you should be spending your advertising dollars in front of a market that's going to give you the best return on your investment. The casual True. fan's not going to buy into the indoor derby. But... When you have promoterships and you have facilities that are looking to add things to their schedule and their menu, that's the kind of thing that happens. And man, that is so cool. I, I don't know how I didn't realize that. All the conversations that we've we've had with Todd and everything about running down there, I didn't realize that they had approached you guys. So what was what was their pitch? They said, "Hey, come and do a derby here." I mean, it was it was it as 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 simple as that? Yeah, pretty much. They they said, uh, you know, they seen it and they said that they thought it'd be a, a good fit for the area down there and and we got with them on some dates and, and it you know we we used to do the we still hope to do it again the blue ridge bash in virginia that was in withville right yeah. yeah and um and it kind of you know it was close to that derby we were sort of afraid south carolina's not really a big derby area mm. so we was afraid if people would travel uh there's actually a guy that lives about 20 minutes from the florence center he said he had, and he derbies. He 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 goes everywhere. He said he had never derbied in the state of South Carolina, and he wow. lives in South Carolina. Who was that? Uh, Jesse Hardy. Okay. Um, so you know, we knew everybody coming would have to travel. You know, right. to, to the participants, and um, we just tried it, and, and you know, went out on a limb, and everything seemed to seemed to go good. And I think when we went to the facility for the first time to view it and everything, they invited us down one weekend when they were having a rodeo, and they just talked to us, and they were up for anything we needed to prep for the event they were up to doing as far as moving stuff. Yeah. Wow. You know, I I think something that helps um, or will help going forward um, is – you know the the location. I mean, you know South Carolina. You're you're generally far enough south where it's a little bit warmer than most of the guys. You know in the northeast or even the west have experienced. Right. Um, you know, and and who hasn't? You know, who doesn't have the itch to to be smashing stuff by the middle of February? Um, with half the drive. Yeah, with with half the drive. So, you know, it's 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 definitely. I I think going forward, I I think that's something that, that's really going to help. Um, and and like you know we've we've touched on. Um. You know everything I saw from the show last year. It was a great track. You know they they didn't run into the sand. They didn't run into the you know the the soft clay. It was you know it was a fast paced derby. There was there was a lot of good action. So, um, and I mean I'll be honest. You know and if I wasn't talking to these guys, I I would still say the same thing is, 
you know, I didn't hear any real negatives from the show. You know, right. I didn't hear complaints about the inspection. So, um, you know, I think it's obviously got a lot of good things going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just hope it continues to grow. I mean, anytime you can, you know, you can get Derby someplace new where it hasn't been or, you know, isn't as big and, you know, you can stir up local interest. I mean, you know, like, like you mentioned, you know, Topeka loves Demolition Derby because it brings a boatload of money into Topeka. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, this, this may never be that big, but I mean, it can still help the local economy. I mean, people got to have a place to stay. They got a place to eat, mm-hmm. you know, part stores, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the part stores aren't, aren't ready. Well, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, I'm sure they don't have, you know, parts for 76 Chevys and, yeah. and all that stuff. Well, unfortunately, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of newer style Vicks. So everybody <laughs> carries that garbage. But, um, there's about seven or eight hotels within walking distance. I know you go some places out of town and got to drive 30 minutes to a hotel. Um, there's, 10 to 15 restaurants a mall across the street so it's a real good area i just just for what it's worth way back when you know years ago when uh when my grandmother and grandfather my mom's parents used to go to florida they would go and spend a month with my grandfather's brother and and some some siblings down there in uh, bradenton Mm -hmm. and it was clockwork. They were going to stop in Florence because there's the Howard Johnsons there. <laughs> awesome. I don't think there's any Howard Johnsons left. But when we went down as, with a family trip a couple of times, that we went over like April break. It was the same thing. And the the the, the ghost spot was Florence. You had to make sure you stopped in Florence. That's right. And and I don't know if that was just a a thing that that happened to fit their trip tick yeah. that they got from oh, AAA yeah, or or what the deal was but you know to know that there's that much uh that there's there's that many different places to stay is, is a sign that probably more than just they knew about it mm-hmm. you know yeah definitely i still think it's funny that florence keeps popping up like this yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so how are things looking at your guys end? i mean how uh, i've heard rumors that the the classes are pretty full and there's a lot of interest how's it looking from your end yeah uh, everything's full uh we do have stu still have a few spots in the two-man extreme and the youth full size but everything else is full with a waiting list and and everything really so it's looking good on that end that's got to make you feel pretty good yeah yeah absolutely that's um you always kind of worry you know what you're going to have but uh, we've been fortunate and the interest has has really been up this year so i think it's going to be a good show now how is how was the attendance last year as far as spectators for being a first year and, and, you know, just, just trying it out down there. How, how was the attendance? It was okay. It was, I'm going to say majority was derby people. Um, still had a, still had a few, uh, just spectators, but I mean, I mean, it was decent. I think it's going to grow, uh, moving it to two nights. I think it's going to help us, um, just get people in there for the, for a weekend trip out of it. Cool. Uh, but but the venue was happy. I mean, the venue was happy with the amount of people we, we got, and they were like, let's let's do it bigger next year. So That's awesome. Well, if the venue's happy, the bookkeepers are happy, then the rest of it really doesn't matter, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so on episode, on episode number 425, um, Todd wanted to hold the, the big surprise for you to this one. As you heard them say, the, the two-man extreme class, there's, there's still some openings in that one. And... While the two-man extreme class is on track, Todd's going to, and 
Um, I don't remember who he said was going to cover the commentary for us while we are um, not going to be in a two-man car. Anyway. <laughs> 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 you got a little nervous there for a second. I just, I just <laughs> wonder where you're going. It's all good. No, I, that two-man extreme class is going to be nuts down there. Um, I'm excited about that. That's going to be uh, part of the Saturday program, Most Wanted Fine Arts in the stock. Front-wheel drives are going to be on Friday along with the qualifying heats. The Concies are on Saturday night. So the, the two-night program, certainly a card that's, that's filled pretty full, um, and, and there's going to be a little bit of something for everybody. I like that it's – I've said this a thousand times, and I think these guys are doing it right. They took their purse. They spread it back through. It's, it, it's 5000 to win. Okay. So it takes some of that pressure out of that, that 10000 to win, that 15000 that 20000 to win type yep. stuff. It's 5000 to win. They're paying pretty good back through the top five, which is great. Um, the, the standalone classes look like they've got pretty good purses as well. So really there's, there's a lot of stuff that's going right and, and the, the venues behind the growth. Mm. And that's, 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 awesome. that's such a big part of it right there. Just the fact that the, uh, the infrastructure in, in Florence can support the yeah. expansion as it grows. And then the facility itself is, is into it. So, I mean, the sky at this point just seems like it's the limit. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of paying, <clears throat> paying well back through the finish as well. Um, you know, I've, I've had discussions with different guys, and they're like, well, you know, I don't come here to run second. You're right. Nobody comes here to run second. But you're not getting more cars for that $7,500 yeah. boost. Yeah, but, you know, when you finish second and get, you know, $100, you're not going to be as excited as if you finish second and get, you know, let's say $1,000. Like, mm -hmm. it's that $1,000 is going to do more for you. And, you know, when you're going forward, you're going to go, man, I, you know, I, I got a decent shot of making a little money, you know, paying right. for my gas, paying for, you know, it's a, it'll turn into a free weekend getaway, something like that. That's hope. Um, I'm a big, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of paying farther deep, you know, deeper in. Um, plus, I mean, if, if we're being honest, um, history says the more you pay to win, the less action is on track. More money, more problems. Um, and again, you know, I, I'm beating a dead horse. I, I can sit and watch guys, you know, play chess with cars. It doesn't bother me. It's, you know, driving is driving. But I'll also say that I'm much more happy to watch guys run around <laughs> wide open, just knocking each other's, you know, blocks off. So um, I think it's a great idea to, to pay deeper through. Um, you know, I, I feel like the more, the more drivers that come away happy, the more drivers you're going to have talking to their friends, hey, man, you should come down here and run this. You know, if I win and you finish second or, you know, I get second, you get third. I mean, right. we can bring up, we can bring the money back to the hometown. And that's, you know, that's, that's what happens is, you know, you, that the, I, I feel, you know, where, where Derby is, um, word of mouth is very big. If, if a, um, if a show, a promoter, an inspection gets a bad rep, big time. it's, it's, it's going to travel like wildfire. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, if a, a promoter, an inspection, you know, a show gets good, then it, that's also going to carry. Um, so, you know, like I said, I, I haven't heard anything negative. So, um, you know, I, I hope this year is, is even better. And uh, hopefully, the, you know, the action is, is nonstop like it was last year. And, and you know, going back to the uh, purse, uh, in the main, in the, in the full-size class, if it all goes south, the mad dog pays a thousand in that class, so let her eat. Yeah, you know? absolutely. If it all goes south. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> we've seen we've seen that decision made before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, On one occasion. Uh immediately coming to mind was Jonathan Mavis 
when, when Muse decided he was oh going to win God. that. <laughs> and he still ended up, what, second or third with yeah, it? Yeah, that wagon. Was, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. After, the, after the Siopa wagon, that might be the worst I ever saw a wagon tour up in my life. It was in rough shape. Holy cow. He he did a video that night for uh, for the, uh, the the endurance of a Collier motor. Man, that thing was <laughs> – and he, he went there with every intention of winning. And then – there was a few guys in this heat that didn't think he should continue trying to win, and man, that was that was a great show. That's last year. Brett Riley went down there, and uh, it's funny. He said it was Preston's fault. He said Preston's picking on him. And, you know, you don't drive hard enough, Dad. Why don't you hit hard enough? And Brett said I had to go out there and show him that I could do it. And he was telling me this story again as we we're standing in his garage, surrounded by two hundred trophies, and I'm like, I'd trade. You know, a few of my mad dogs for did some it. of these winners, but you know, Brett's Brett's got to make. Uh, did it take Brett a second to get acclimated to that wide open thing? Did he oh, still no. try and hold back on, or did he oh, decide no. from the yeah, get go? Was, yeah, you can. And I, I've mentioned it before. When you see Brett sitting upright and straight in that car, and his head is tilted down, he, somebody's going to get knocked out of their seat. <laughs> I've seen it firsthand. It's happened to me. Um, but yeah, you you can tell when he's when he's decided what's what game plan he is uh, he is going after. Uh, we do have we do have to uh, squeeze in a couple of breaks through the course of the time. Um, if you guys don't mind hanging out with us for a minute or two, we're going to share with you some content that was sent to us from Smash Demolition Derby, and and run through our first block, and then we'll be right back with Billy Monroe and Jason Paget after this. Demolition Derby Life magazine releases 12 copies a year and covers all of the action coast to coast for the Demolition Derby world, home of the hottest action motorsports magazine on the market. There's over 30 editions that have been published to date. A four-year subscription is $119, and past issues are available. They should be coming out with another release here in the coming weeks. Make sure you jump online and follow along. Find out more about Lexi Joes and everything going on with Demolition Derby Life magazine on DemolitionDerbyLife.com. Jeffy's Fab Farm in Fredericksburg, Virginia specializes in all of your demolition derby needs. We've got you covered from bumper to bumper. Whether you need headers, shifters, harnesses, fueling systems, or complete turnkey setups, Jeffy'sFabFarm.com can help. We've even got a Canadian branch to help our northern customers. With over 16 years in the industry, we've got the knowledge and experience needed to provide the highest quality parts and put you in the winner's circle. Visit our website today or call Jeff at 540-907-3390. Fabby says the best parts come from the farm. 
jeffysfabfarm.com. And we are back. We got Billy Monroe and Jason Paget joining us with uh, Carolina Derby Promotions talking about Palmetto Destruction, which is coming up on the 17th and the 18th of February. Set it at a great time. And I was a little surprised to learn that uh, it almost sounds like South Carolina is an underserved area in terms of demolition derby. And, and the driver that's so close to the Florence Center had never been uh, afforded the opportunity, maybe. Because you look not that far north of where Florence is, and you've got Jonathan Furr and, and Nathan Case and Nick Nicastro that are, that are moving cars all the time. And I think James Sisko was down in that area for a time yep. as well. Yep. And, and North Carolina and Southern Virginia has a real healthy yeah. Um, even even Eastern Tennessee has a healthy derby position back mm -hmm. with, you know, the, the indoor derbies that were happening with uh, at, at White Pine and uh, Winter War Zone. So I'm, I'm surprised to learn is is demolition derby that um, that sparse a thing in South Carolina? Yeah, I mean, there's just uh, there's a few fairs still left that that have some uh, derbies. But other than that, it's it's a couple of dirt tracks. Yeah, a couple of dirt tracks and. That's about it. They have to travel to North Carolina, and and Georgia's really not got a lot either, so they can't right. travel that way. So we get all those guys in North Carolina to come up and run for us. I hadn't come across much demolition derby in Georgia. No. That that I kind of knew about, but in, in at least in my awareness, you know, talking with uh, James Cisco and it's, it, that's Butch's Butch's son, son, who was down there for a while. Um, it sounded like. At least in the conversations that I had, um, and then Joker too. Joker, yeah. Joker kind of spoke about this a couple times. Matt Greshel, um, that JM Productions had a pretty good foothold in in the Carolinas, but it sounds like they've got it only in the Carolina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they still do. Uh, they still have some stuff. I think they've got the Raleigh show, mm -hmm. and um, they might have a few others, but um, kind of toward our end of the state we're about it as far as derby promoters um so and, and we try to we do a couple dirt track deals down in south carolina but other than that there's there's no there's no fairs or anything left uh, in our area that's crazy so we're, we're about we're actually about five minutes from the north uh, south carolina line so we're, okay. we're pretty close um it would just seem to me like there would be derbies all over down there. I mean, you know, there's at one point there was an abundance of cars because guys were hauling them up here like it was their job. Well, that's why there's no derby anymore because Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Bunce brought them all up to, to Hemlock. Um, <laughs> but, uh, man, you would but, – but we've talked with um, Joe, uh, J.C. Molly's. We've talked with him before. You know, he's, he's you know, tried to get stuff going in Florida and – um, you know, he's talked about just not many guys do that. Um, it's weird. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it, I, I would say that that's, that's gotta be almost like the, uh, I don't want to say dead zone, but I mean, you know, if we think about it, I mean, we've heard about derbies from kind of all over the country, you know, I mean, from, from Washington to, to California, California, uh, Mexico, Texas, um, you know, middle States, Missouri, uh, Nebraska, obviously Kansas. You know, I mean, we've we've Illinois, um, Dakota. North you can Texas. almost follow. You can almost those, follow those two latitude lines across yeah. from the top of the Carolinas 
all the way across. You pick up a little bit of Arkansas there, but we haven't heard about a lot going on in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Haven't heard a lot about uh, a lot going on in in Texas necessarily. Joe was trying to do some stuff with, I think it was outlaw promotions Mm -hmm. out there. Arizona's been fairly quiet. Arizona, uh, yeah. there was one derby in Vegas that that we knew about, but it wasn't really. Uh, it, it didn't yeah, gain it was, the traction no. to, to to repeat. Um, but we've heard about California and Montana, uh, the right Utah, the Canadian obviously. border, Utah for sure, uh, the Dakotas and stuff. But yeah, there's that. There's these two arcs across the country where all the cars have been taken out of and shipped to the rest of the <laughs> rest of the continental U.S. I guess it was. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, a weird. It's just a weird way that that all fell out. Um, but at the same time. With JM having the hold that they do with um, with what they allow in terms of their rule books, what they what they allow the teams to do or the builders to do in the Carolinas is different than what they're accustomed to seeing here in New York. Oh yeah, the, the rules are the rules are a little bit more builder friendly. Is that something that you guys kept in mind when you're starting to put this together and listening to what the conversations were beyond North Carolina and, and what you guys were accustomed to seeing build-wise? Were you trying to make it more of a builder's class? Did you want to keep it more stock to, to kind of draw more builders in? What was, what was the, the thought process there? Well, I think you just need to have, in, in my opinion, I think you need to kind of have a class for everybody. You, you want to have a class for somebody that wants to spend – 500 bucks, find a front-wheel drive, and not, not do, a, do a whole lot. And then, you know, we've got our 80 stock. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do a little more. Then we've got our full-size, which is it's going to be similar to, like, Dead Man's uh, Limited Weld or, or mm-hmm. something along those lines. So I, I just think, in our eyes, just, just have a class that – because everybody's not going to start out wanting to build uh, a limited weld car. You know, right. let them get their feet wet and let them, you know, go up a class and, and figure out what they want to do. Um, so, so that's that's the way we look at it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that's, um, you know, I, I think that's an excellent way of looking at stuff. You know, you're, you're not going to get everybody that wants to run one class. And, you know, it's it's good to have a, a nice variety. Um, we've seen promoters, you know, kind of, uh, you know, kind of emulate that same thing. Um you know, we've seen some that have that have tried to to overdo it. You know, and real yep. heavy builds, and it just you know it it didn't take off. So um, I definitely think you're right. You got to have you know you got to have a nice broad spectrum. Um, but do you ever? I, do you, go ahead. I disagree with you. I it has to be done right. No, and I was just going to ask if because we've seen before where. You know, sometimes there's 73 there's, classes. There's 73 get. classes, and there's too many cooks in the kitchen because you start getting people that want to dual enter. You're asking questions about one car, and they yeah. get answered by the other, and and the waters get so muddy so quickly that the promoters get themselves in trouble. It has to be done right. Yes, so, I agree. So by by putting some moderators on that and yeah. and keeping keeping the keeping a good handle on the reins, it can be something that allows it. Otherwise, you get into a situation like we've we've been to some of these fairs where there's something for everybody. Yeah, and then you get to a point where that something for everybody results in five cars per class and yeah. it gets so watered down that and everybody that's, gets that's so frustrated. just what i was <clears throat> i was also gonna i was gonna ask these guys um you know like did you you know changes you've made from last year to this year is that you know talking to drivers um you know guys possibly wanted to enter i mean what was what was your decision and uh you know your decision uh um what what made you guys decide to to have the classes you are this year i mean um, just, you know, you two got together and talked or was it from talking to other people or how'd you come up with the, with the, uh, lineup you have? 
Oh well, we've had we've had fairly the same classes, and and besides a just a few things, uh, our rules are pretty much the same from last year. Um, we try to not we try to not change the rules. We try to keep them the same way throughout the year, and then revise them at the end of the year. Um, awesome. And and like we went to um, in the full size class, had a complaint. Uh, from a lot of drivers about breaking bells, you know, transmissions. So we went to, we did go to Ultra Bell, mm -hmm. but we didn't, you, you know, we thought that, that that would be okay, but we didn't let them go to Trinity Protect. Yeah, yeah, we didn't do all that, but, you know. So, so you just got, I mean, we just kind of take in the feedback and and figure out what we think's best for the, for everybody all around, you mm -hmm. know. And we'd like to see the cars being. Yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yes. Big fan. <laughs> For sure. The uh, That's that's a good approach. I I liked the idea when there was a couple of promoters a couple of years ago, and I, and I can't remember who it was. Guarantee a three-year lock out of the rules. No changes for three yeah. years. And I, do, I don't remember who did it, and, and I apologize for it. That was a great idea on paper. Mm -hmm. But what that wasn't going to allow for is the evolution of the sport yeah. where things are going right here where what we're going to be looking at technologically in the sport of demolition derby three years from where we are today right this second mm -hmm. we probably can't even begin to guess what the what the oh, peak yeah. end of that's going to be True. there's still going to be you know subtle developments and stuff in between yep. in terms by the part manufacturers and stuff but but that hot new thing might not even have been conceived yet that's going yeah. to be a big deal in yeah. three years so you got to leave yourself some wiggle room for that but what I do like that, that I just heard in that, that, that quick bit from, from these guys is they try not to change them. Yeah. They try not to. They'll yeah. take the input, but they try not to change them. You know, so often we end up seeing that there's the reactionary moves. Yes. The, 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 the painting with a broad stroke, the, the broad brush that, that is overreacting and, and starts trying to pigeonhole. So everybody gets these, these four- and five-page rule books where it's, it's essentially, you know, NASCAR templates at this point. <laughs> and and yeah. While it has its place with, what, with what's going on with Palmetto, mm -hmm. it, it's nice to see that. So if somebody does have something funky happen last year and yeah. they didn't have a chance to use up their car through the course of the summer yep. for whatever reason, they're not so far out that they've got a car now that they can't do anything with. Yeah, very, very true. Um, and that, that's the thing. I mean, we've, you know, we, we've seen it um, relatively close to home where, you know, unfortunately the rules aren't the same year to year. Like it's, and it's huge swings. Yeah. Huge, just crazy things. Um, and I, I think and the assumptions always told us, well, the stock guys are going to make the change to the car and there's, you can't No, And that, that's the thing. I mean, you know, you, uh, you know, you're unfortunately you're never going to make everybody happy. No, it doesn't matter that's what your rules are. It doesn't matter how the inspection is. Somebody's going to complain. It just happens. Um, but you know it's it's good to, to try to keep things close and hey you know you, you know these guys said theirs are kind of mirrored after uh, dead man which is great you know mm -hmm. what i mean the, the more places you can you can you know take a car and, and use it up is is obviously great so um you know and i definitely agree seeing cars bend is is definitely a highlight um you know we've we've been to some shows where they went for hours, and all they were doing was scratching paint. And uh, we ended up talking about wrestling at four o'clock in the morning. But um, <laughs> that was that was an experience. So it's it, you know, I, I hear nothing but good things. Um, you know, going forward. So 
uh, you know, hopefully we can get people to come out and uh, check it out. How many shows have you guys got scheduled for this year? I know there was there was a couple of them on the on the Carolina Derby Promotion webpage. Yeah, we uh, we've got five scheduled, and we're actually going to do a little uh, point series this year among our five shows. Um, have a banquet at the end of the year with uh, championships and that kind nice. of stuff. So. Um, we was hoping to find another venue in 2023 for Blue Ridge Bash, but that's not looking like it's going to happen. So we'll try to come back with that in 2024. And another thing, going back to a while ago, what uh, Jason was saying, we've been very fortunate at our shows for it to be a fast-paced show. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Heats was 15 minutes maybe, you know. <laughs> And the, the main last year was, what, 35, 35. 35 minutes. Awesome. So Perfect. Um, we've been very fortunate with that, and the, and the drivers seem to seem to get on with it pretty good. So, What what was the circumstance with Blue Ridge and and the – I can't remember the name of the venue that was in Withville. The Apex Center. Yes. Um, they were leasing it out to a hockey team. Ah, and what happened was, and I, I don't know who was for it, who was against it, but it got political. One one political group built the facility. Mm -hmm. Well, then it, the powers changed, and the other political group pulled the funding from the facility. <laughs> so there they are; it's shut down, trying to lease it. So a hockey team leased it, and, and they actually reached out about still having the derby, but. I hadn't heard anything back from them in a, in a, about a month or two, so we're going to try to try to find another location for it somewhere in Virginia. I, th I think that's a good location. Yeah, I, I do too. Right off of eighty one, so mm -hmm. Withville is where um, uh, Withville Raceway was, where Fred Brown's track. Well, that's I think that's technically rural retreat, but yeah. the track that I worked at down there. You know, it just blows my mind how something like this can happen. I mean, here's a here's a successful you know show. Everybody's happy with it. I'm sure the town is happy with it. People are coming in and nope, we're gonna shut it down and you're not gonna be able to do that anymore. Like And it and it wasn't ugh. the I think the venue was four or five years old. They spent millions to, to build it and they just shut it down. <laughs> so it's, huh. it's very I'm sure the taxpayers are happy about that. <laughs> and then I and if I think I'm right here. It was going to be around two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of renovations that they're going to have to do to for the hockey team. Holy so, cow! Yeah, we actually, I'm sure they're going to have to put in some sort of. You got to put in the, the biggest thing that you're going to have to put in is drainage. Well, not only that, and then the freezers. Yeah, you're going to have to have something to keep that ice ice. Depending on what it was before, yeah, it's not going to be not going to be good. It's not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's but that terrific. was a fun show. I, we we really enjoyed doing it. We that area, those drivers. We so we're hoping to bring that back next year. Yeah, those drivers look at bills a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. That neck of the woods is it. It gets it gets really close to like um, uh, wild bill territory, Gokenauer territory. Those, yeah. those builders know how or to put stuff. Or they bring cars with straight front axles. <laughs> it's <laughs> happened before. <laughs> oh goodness! So you've got you got the point series coming together, and it's and Palmetto is going to be the kickoff for that, or is the Palmetto show going to be an outlier to a summer series? 
No, it's 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 going to be the kickoff to it. Uh, Jeffy, he's he's sponsoring the whole point series, so we're thankful for that. Um, we got a ton of vendors coming to Palmetto too that I'm I'm happy about because you know people around here they're not used to having vendors and they can they can pick up pick up their parts at the show and save some money on shipping. Mm-hmm. Whereabouts in North Carolina do you guys have shows? Uh, Shelby, North Carolina, which is about an hour from Charlotte. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have three there. We have a May show, and then we have two in October. And then our other show will be in Gastonia, North Carolina. Okay. And that'll be our five our five Derby series. Um, so we're I looking think- forward to that. Something different, something neat. You know, somebody... The guys can get some recognition at the end of the year. Uh, we're going to do custom racing jackets for the the winners. Nice. Cool. So, I think the dirt track at Lowe's would be an awesome place to have a dirt I don't know. I don't know. I've actually I, I've sent some emails, but I hadn't got a response <laughs> on that. I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't Alex Hogue doing some promotions for that track at one point? I don't remember. I can no. remember back when Humpy was still running both the, obviously the big track and the dirt track at Lowe's. Um, I remember being in a dry and I'd forgot about it until I listened to um, one of Tim McCready's interviews this off season. And Humpy wasn't a huge fan of dirt or dirt racing. Yeah. Um, they were talking about how um, the first year they went down there, the track was like 70 or 80 foot wide on the backstretch. You could like run modifieds like four wide down the backstretch <laughs> racing. <laughs> And all of a sudden, he pushed these tires out in the middle of the track. And guys like Bob McCready and Jack Johnson and Danny Johnson, what are you doing? Well, across the road, they can run NASCARs three wide and 35 feet. I don't understand why you guys can't do that over here. So they don't really, at the time, they didn't really get the whole dirt thing. So I don't even know who puts it on any or who's the promoter. But, um, yeah, that would, I mean, that's. If I hit the lottery for that one point whatever billion dollars it is, <laughs> I'll put on one. We'll put one on there, and it'll be big. It'll it'll it'll, it'll rival the World Finals in uh, in October. <laughs> well, you can jump online. Are, are you guys still exploring options for um uh for the Blue Ridge Show for this year, or is that off the table? You're going to stick with the schedule that you've got at this point. We'll probably stick with the schedule we got. I I don't know. I'm afraid if we found something, it would have to be in the October, November range right. at this point. And, and there's just so much going on uh, that time of year, I think, to, to try to have something, especially in that area, because you've got, uh, you, know, you know, you got the fall show at uh, Dead Man. Frankie Guys, guys, got uh, several shows, Chaos in the Valley. So I. I don't think that would be a good good time frame for us. So I, I think we're going to try to shoot for 2024 on that. I think that's a good plan. Yeah. And it's great to hear promoters say that, like, that, hey, I'm not going to just throw it out there. And, you know, that's sometimes we've 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 found some promoters that don't think quite um, pro derby. And, uh, you know, it's it's pro them. So it's, that's great to hear. Um, you know, hopefully you guys find a place for next year. That would be awesome. I mean, Anytime there's a new, you know, not a new, but a, you know, the continuance of a good derby, that's that's great for the sport. Yeah. Well, we're uh, we're certainly looking forward to getting down there. We're gonna be getting in uh, Friday and then driving up 
uh, on Friday late morning and early afternoon to get everything in place for the show. Um, Todd and the rest of the guys from Iron City are going to be down there a little bit ahead of that. But we are, we're definitely looking forward to getting down there and, and taking in the show at, at Palmetto. It worked good with the schedule for everybody. So this is uh, certainly something that, that should be on the radar that uh, there's some conversation happening up here about. And, mm -hmm. and it's a close enough drive to where hopefully we see some New York and Pennsylvania-style driving making the Absolutely. trip down. Absolutely. Because it yeah. fits. Everything Everything really fits for what we're what we're used to seeing on, the, know, on the East year, Coast. Last year, Fur actually had to pick it up a little bit because it came down to him and Steve. And, um, you know, Fur, Fur had to use that pedal on the right that sometimes yeah. he's <laughs> a big fan of. So, um, of course, I'm kidding. Jonathan Fur is a, is a good friend and, I, you know, great driver. But, uh yeah, it was it was it was a good show last year, man. Action packed. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm I'm very excited to get down there, and uh, make the call with Chris. So, can't wait to get down there, guys. And we got a we got a guy on the wall. He tries to keep him turned up too. Yank. Yep. Yeah, so he's 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 not gonna want to see any bagging either. So yeah, <laughs> that's great. Is there anybody that you guys wanted to make mention of uh, before we before we wrap it up for the night? Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, like I say, Yank and um, John Terry and Jamie Jones, they really help us out a lot uh, with tech and everything. That They're with us at every show. Um, and Yank retiring after five yeah. years. Yeah, Yank, he just, um, Dead Man was his last show, so he's uh, he says he's giving it up. So he, he goes and helps us, and he, he's been a big help because he's been around a long time. He's seen a lot of stuff. Um, and just all of our our other friends and families that that go with us everywhere and um, just just help with whatever we need you know they're just always ready to to help and do whatever and, and that uh, means a lot to us and the driver awesome. support means a lot too yeah yeah well, you can jump online, Carolina Derby Promotions. They're, they're busy on Facebook as well. You can look these guys up and straight up a conversation, ask some questions about the rules, uh, explore your options for that point series because it sounds like that's going to be uh, something that you want to keep an eye on. Um, it's never a, bad, never a bad time of year in the Carolinas. Definitely not. And, <laughs> and check them out. And then, of course, uh, you jump on Iron uh, – excuse me. Uh, DerbyNation.tv has the Iron City links for the promotion of the show. If for some reason you can't make it in person, you've always got the option to stay home and, and, and watch it on your own. Uh, we're going to be doing the production on that for both nights. I'm excited about bringing that down. It's the first time we've done an indoor derby, and I'm sure we're going to have our hands full. But we've got the able-bodied Vince on the job, so hopefully the, the, the young man that has been so good to <laughs> us down there at New Alex is going to be able to help us through any of those challenges and, and we'll be in good shape but we're uh like i said man i appreciate you making some time for us and, and coming on the show and hanging out for a little while um stay in touch and and we'll, we'll probably be in touch the week of the show too to have you on one more time absolutely thanks for uh, having us on and we'll see you in february all right we'll see you soon everyone guys thank you it was billy monroe and jason paget with um Carolina Derby Promotions talking about Palmetto Destruction, which is coming up in Florence, South Carolina. It's the Florence Center in uh, the city of Florence. A lot of Florence, all over the place. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a stop, easy to get to, man, and, and plenty of places to stay. So it's, it's going to be something. I'm looking forward to it. We do have one more break queued up, so we're going to go tell you about All For Him Racing. It's going to be a little, I think it's going to be one of the last times we have this spot because he's got most of his stuff from the 2022 retrospectives wrapped up. 
So we got the, the all frame spot, and then we've got some audio adjustments here. So we'll at least be able to give you some of those details on Bash for Cash and Capital City Carnage. We'll be right back to wrap things up on 425 after this. Where'd you go? We did the derby. Ow, my head! You went to a derby? Hey, Derby World. This is All For Him Racing Videos, where derby never ends. We have people come up and ask, what is All For Him Racing Videos? And the answer is a YouTube channel dedicated to growing the sport of demolition derby in a positive and fun way. Our passion is to show the next generation the sport and capture the memories for generations to come. We're just trying to show that you can be a Christian, do crazy and exciting things like Demolition Derby, and just spread the word. We have traveled all over the country filming events, all while meeting many great people, hearing amazing stories, seeing the passion for this sport, and falling in love with the Derby community. We have grown to be the largest Demolition Derby channel on YouTube across the world, with millions of views within our large library of videos. We love what we do and can't wait for what the future has in store. We always want to be a place for positive, exciting, and action-packed Derby videos. Thank you, Derby World, and enjoy the videos. Fashion Demolition Derby wants to say thanks out to all the drivers, the dozens of partners, the fairs and staff, everybody that made 2022 a successful season. Looking ahead, Smash is going to be at the annual SMW Motorsports Expo and the promoter meetings for plans for 2023 as they come together for classes, rules, fairs, and all the updates and everything. You can visit SmashDemolitionDerby.com online. Before we get into the county fair season, however, they do have Capital City Carnage waiting in the wing. Street Stock World Class is going to be 5 1 and done. 5,000 to win March 3rd and 4th at the Stormont Vale Event Center in Topeka, Kansas. Thursday is going to be Heat Draws at 7 o'clock. Heat Draws start at 7 on Thursday. Friday and Saturday, the pits open at 9 30. Limited Weld is going to be a 10,000 to win show. Weld Compacts, 2,500 to win. Two Man Extreme. Class front wheel drive hobo, front wheel drive minivan hobo, and front wheel drive youth hobo are all paying 2,500 to win. All the times are. Uh, all the start times are in the central time zone. It's only going to be streamed on DerbyNation.tv. Additional details for Capital City Carnage March 3rd and 4th are online at SmashDerby.com. You can also find out more about the Bash for Cash, that, that gigantic outdoor show May 26th, 27th, and 28th at the Ross County Fairgrounds in Chillicothe, Ohio. Big format change is going to be the three-man pro stocks, 30000 to win. Smash it full size, paying 10,000 to win. Smash it minis, 10,000 to win. All the one and dones, 2,500 to win. Friday, 7 o'clock start time. Three man pro stock team heats. Pits open at 8 o'clock. Saturday, 3 o'clock start for the power wheels. 
Four o'clock is the Pro Stock Team Constellations and the Smash It Mini Heat Street Stock Full Size, Smith Metalworks Youth Full Size, Street Stock Minivan and SUV, Frank the Tank 70s Wire Class, Smash It Full Size, Caps Tonight, Pits Open at 8 a.m. Sunday, one o'clock start for Championship Day, Smash It Minis Constellation Round, Youth Mini, Street Stock Mini, the Relic Class, the Smash It Mini Feature, and then the Three Man Pro Stock Team Feature. Pits Open at 8 o'clock. Again, all the details on Bash for Cash and everything to do with Smash It Demolition Derby is available online at smashitderby.com. And we are back wrapping things up here on episode number 425. Um, Blizzard Bash is coming up right around the corner. Do you know that? Be here before you know it. Well, I'm, the virtual Blizzard Bash is coming up. It's going to be uh, next weekend, January 20 and 22nd. So is that presented by Crash Course? Uh, no, no. I think, I think Smash is behind that one. It's going to be doing the, using the, the video game cars, uh, RDP cars and stuff like that. Alliance, James Logson's got behind that. And uh, thanks for asking. Sunday was awesome. How was it? It was great. It was great. There was a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of threes going around. Yeah, no up there in Buffalo. And so, do you think the opening kickoff was fixed? Like it no, on purpose? No, come on. Are you kidding me? Do you think anything in the NFL is fixed? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> um, it was. It was great to see. Um, we were actually at Saturday night. Um, my family and I went over to my dad's, and my brother had stopped to see him as well. And my brother goes, "Holy cow!" And I said, "What?" And he said. Uh, there was just a tweet from Damar, and then it wasn't 30 seconds later it had it up on the, the game that was playing. Um, you know, I, I will be the first to admit I thought things were going to turn out terrible, and I've never been so happy to be wrong. Um, you know, I, people can believe what they want, but there was there's a reason he's still here. There's a reason, you know, hats off to the, the incredible medical staffs. Um you know, hats off to, to him for having himself in the condition he was in to survive something like that. Um, you know, uh, you know, hats hats off just to everybody. It was it was an amazing thing. Um, you know, his uh, his uh, charity raised almost eight million or just over mm -hmm. eight million. Um, you know, it's great to see when people come together for uh, to support. Uh, you know, it's not nothing short of a miracle, in my mm -hmm. humble opinion. I tell you. I tell you about the ticketing issue. No. So, the the battle pack that we got to see the three home AFC East games mm -hmm. uh, put us in line to get playoff tickets if we wanted them. Nice. But before week eighteen, we had to opt out of the automatic charge. So, we are now enrolled because the email went to trash. We are now enrolled in a pay as they play situation. So the seats that we had, we're going to be charged for whether we sit in them or not for the playoff games. So we're going to the playoff game. <laughs> we're going to be up there in the stands on cool. Sunday. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. Seeing the another game against the Dolphins is going to be going to be very exciting. Plan. They should wipe the field. <laughs> should, but <laughs> I um, also saw that Micah Hyde has been activated, so they got 21 days to get him playing, yeah. and uh, uh, Jameson Crowder was reactivated as well yep so it's i'm i'm very excited about i'm very excited about sunday My, i'm very excited for nothing else i'm excited for for melissa because she is just beside herself that this well, i mean it you know as it, a whole is happening yeah it's 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 definitely awesome um you know my giants are in they got a winning record playoffs um i think we have a good chance of meeting beating minnesota so you know like i said on i, I posted on a facebook man this is all just you know, it, it, it's uh, it's strawberries and, and whipped cream on top. So I'm happy. Um, you know, I, I I think the best three teams in football right, our best four teams, obviously, are 
uh, the Eagles, who didn't look good against the Giants, San Fran, and I think the Bills and uh, KC are pretty even. Um, Cincinnati, I'm just not sold on for some reason. I don't know, but I just I'm not sold on them. Um, and all those teams could lose Sunday and Saturday, and that could look like an idiot. It's you know, that's why they play the game. So mm-hmm. um, this is a very exciting time of year for football fans. Except that it means football is almost over. But the XFL starts in October right. or in February. <laughs> it's coming up. And then the USFL starts in April or Mar- uh, May. So um, we're close to having derby year-round, and we're close to having football year-round. So Can't go wrong. it's almost perfect. Almost a perfect world. Yep, for sure. And how's, uh, how's Keith doing? Like a roller coaster. Yeah. Like a roller coaster. Um, again, uh, we are blessed. We are definitely blessed. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I'm blessed. I, uh, Kelsey was going over to my aunt's house to, to play with my cousin's uh, two little ones. And I was concerned that my mom was going with them over there. And my dad had decided he was going to put all the Christmas decorations that she'd boxed up away on the shelves. So I, I just said, hey, if you need a hand, let me know. And she goes, no, I think he's good out there in the garage, but you're welcome to come over and hang out. So I, I was going to go over there and hang out just in case you know and um and floating the idea about going up to dan's crafts and things my dad is really into he sold all of his n scale and is now into ho scale model trains but my uncle has always been into model trains and hasn't been an avid collector of model trains forever and i don't think he has ever assembled a section of track really? he's just collected all of it and mm-hmm. he's always put it off he's going to do it later going to do it later going to do it later and he's and he's had two uh two cardiac issues and and i, I finally went to my dad because you know he's been in a hospital with the the inflammatory reactions and stuff and i said look it you're waiting for this perfect offer you're waiting for this perfect buy for this perfect whatever you're going to end up like your uncle Mm-hmm. if you don't figure this thing out because you're you're going to just collect all this stuff and you're waiting for this perfect thing. Let's go see what there is to see. Well, there were some pieces that I was missing. There was some stuff that he wanted. They had more stuff up there at Dan's Crafts and things. And he just, he just he really enjoyed it. So I think we'll probably get a chance to go up there a couple more times. But the kids weren't done playing yet. So we sat at the kitchen table and my gosh, the conversations that we had. It was one of the best days that I've had with my dad ever. That's awesome. We learned all sorts of stuff about family history. We learned about Waterloo and what he was doing as a, as a kid. And, and when he moved back from Rochester back to Waterloo, um, he was living with the Averys. We had the taxi company downtown mm-hmm. who always had leftover Furies because they drove the Geneva police cars mm-hmm. when they were done. And the Averys owned on the road a 69 Imperial. It was the road car. They used to... It, it was just it was just really really cool to he had a vase that he did when he was in high school he was in i think he said he was in a then he's in a and this art teacher loved this vase and he's like it's a vase it's a slab vase i put it together it's a slab vase made out of clay it looks like clay it's it's a vase and ultimately the art teacher liked it so much they submitted it to a competition it placed and it was on display in the rochester museum of art for a while no kidding yep he doesn't know what ever happened to it but he was in high school he had a piece of art on display in the rochester that's museum crazy. i mean that's i mean it's back in the 60s that's awesome yeah it was pretty cool so uh we're talking about family and stuff we were at the i was at the gym before we got here with uh, my youngest nicholas and nick is in the football nick is in the weightlifting but he's not like he isn't into racing like zach and i are and um, you know, he's, he's not, he's in the derbies if I'm running, but otherwise he's, you know, yeah. 
So uh, I got Flow Racing this year, and I've been watching the Chili Bowl this week. <laughs> so we were talking about something, and I said, I'd, you know, I said I'd like to watch the Chili Bowl Saturday. I said, there's like 47 heats and last chance. Alphabet soup, yeah. yeah. And he's like, Chili Bowl. He's like, oh, yeah, that race thing. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I know, you're too cool for it. And he's, he's very witty. He looks at me and he goes, if I wanted to see things drive around in circles, I'd build the train and put it in my room and watch it. And I'm like, oh, my God, you little. And I'm like, I'm telling your father and your, your grandfather and your uncle you said that. And we both got laughing. He's like, well, it took me a minute to come up with something like that. And I'm just like, dang, kid. But it's just funny. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, I, and I don't care. I mean, um, you know, he, he he does what he wants and or, you know, what he enjoys. And it's all good. But I was just like, wow, that was that was a pretty good comeback. So, um, you know, it's it, it's neat. You know, just to, to hang out sometimes and talk and that stuff. And I, I will treasure forever, um, you know, being out in the garage with Dad and hearing his stories and, you know, the stuff they did and wondering how he made it to age 85. And uh, <laughs> But it's, it, you know, it's it's something to last forever, man. It, it, it doesn't get any better. Uh, Alex Vasco is in the chat, and he said in South Carolina they do other stuff. There's racing, there's rock climbing, there's yeah. mud bogging, stuff like that. It's yeah, and, it, it, and, and Demolition Derby. And it is a different – It's Demolition Derby is definitely a culture thing. Yeah. And that's – I mean, I was I was actually going to ask, ask these guys. Um, I know – Racing is real big. I mean, I know um, my father-in-law was in the Marines. He was stationed in uh, at Camp Lejeune, and um, there was a racetrack not far from there, and they used to go all the time. And um, and I know racing gets – and that's that's right around the area where racing does start getting big, you know, the, the late models and sprints and midgets and all that good stuff. So, um, you know, obviously Florida is huge um, with, with the racing. So, you know, it, it kind of is what it is, but, you know, hopefully we can, uh, we can help them make a little dent and – you know, maybe turn this into to a, a destination derby. Crash Course uh, has partnered up with Coke Racing Promotions and helping with their season. And Team Coke Iron City ended up winning over the weekend cool. at New Year's Bash. And the Reckless, what do we have on the other cars? The other cars were Rec Coke Reckless Abandoned. Cool. And they finished fourth. Nice. So that was kind of cool. And then, then, then the Nasty Boys, they were out there too. And they were doing what they do. So it was... Good to see how all those results were coming have together. Have you been doing any driving lately, or are you no, just officiating? No, it's I haven't. I haven't really. I've been painting cars and sending them to people that are running. I really haven't been able to do yeah, a saw, whole lot lately. I've seen some really nice stuff. You've obviously, you know, you've back when you used to like me more. You used to send me pictures of stuff you've done, but you don't do that anymore. So I've seen other people. You got to keep pictures. them under wraps until it's time for the show. Um, <laughs> I've, I've seen them, other people's pictures. Uh, you've had some really nice skins you've made. Did you see the? Uh, no, um, I didn't see that one. Did you see the camper? No. Did you see the school bus? No. I'll have to send you some pictures of oh, those. Oh, wow. After the fact, that's great. They haven't run yet. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're still better now. They're still fresh. Okay. Nope. I have not been. I don't even know when the last time I turned that computer on, honestly. I bet wow. you it's been. Well, actually, that's not true. It was Sunday because I had to do a motorsports column this week. But, yeah, it's been a little while. Um, school has been consuming a lot of, uh, a lot of time. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm happens <laughs> you gotta you gotta work all life so that you can die and then the, the dadding stuff you've been doing busy with kids playing sports oh my gosh it's, it's there's there's not much in terms of the way sports for um for our kids right now but we've been encouraging them that they should look into playing something in the spring cool so that's coming it's just been mostly just uh do you think the other one will pick up running like their father uh i would like him to pick up running in the spring to help the summer conditioning to get ready for the fall season is what I would like to see happen. Now, 
being a father-son relationship, I'm the <laughs> dumbest person on the planet. So, so it's going to take somebody with a coaching background who knows what they're speaking of to actually make that drive home. But, but we'll see. I always enjoyed track. Um, I was able to reconnect with a couple of uh, former um, former student athletes. I guess is the best way to say it. Some students who were athletes when I was working for the newspaper. Oh, cool. Who are now graduating from college and getting student teaching jobs how awesome is that uh it's cool but i feel real old like one of the kids that was subbing today i had him when he was in eighth grade and i felt really old then you know it (laughs) it, it's it hit me when kids that i you know i had in flag football started graduating high school yeah you're just like damn that's that's crazy one other thing i want to throw out there and if, if chris gets upset with me then uh then, then he can fire me. Um, a friend of my son's, uh, he's trying to get into film school at RIT. He, he and some other f- uh, s- friends, including my son, uh, put together a movie, all like zero budget. Um, it's called uh, Ant Hill. Um, it's on, there's a link on my, it's on YouTube. Um, it's on my Facebook page. If anybody's interested that's listening, send me a message and I can send you um pretty cool it, it starts it's out, very it's, cool it, it, it starts they're over he just he and i was I, I was very happy and i i felt very special um obviously they watch it together as a group when they got it all done and got it all edited um the first time they watched it with any parents it was at our house yeah all the kids came out and they watched it with, with crystal and i and nick was there the premiere yeah the premiere <laughs> so that was awesome i i felt really you know i i love these kids i i truly do um you know zach zach's got some really good friends and i i love the kids um but again it's called ant hill um it starts out kind of goofy looking but then it it kind of takes you out a little bit of a ride and it's, <laughs> and it's it's actually it's a it, it's based on a true story um it, it was the ant hill uh cult which is kind of scary if you want to google that um but check it out um they're up over a thousand views they watched it at our house the first time last friday um i think he went public with it saturday maybe maybe friday night but over a thousand views so he's That's actually really cool. tickled tickled um <laughs> Check it out. Uh, it's you know it's it's pretty cool. I, I think we could uh, some people would like it. Awesome, awesome. There's there's some thriller fans out there, and like you said, for us for a still shot camera that had video recording ability, it was it was pretty well done. Yeah, I liked it. Was, it. Was and that's Friday night. I watched it, and obviously you know I'm a little biased because like I said, I love these kids. I've watched them grow up, so I sent it to Chris because you know Chris is he went to school for a lot of the same stuff, and he's pretty good at what he does. So I sent it to him and. It was funny, like some of the reactions we had, like when you sent me the Bray Wyatt thing during the one part of the movie, I'm like, dude, I was just thinking the same thing, like Bray Wyatt's going to pop out. Of the-. So it was awesome. Um, Chris enjoyed it. So yeah, just, you know, if you get a chance, check it out. And It was fun. Yeah. It was very fun. So, yep. Yeah, that's my shameless plug. Perfect. Well, on that note, 425 is in the books. I'm waiting for this one. I'm surprised we got through it this far without you saying anything. For what? 425. What about it? That's the uh, never mind. That's the number that I put on all of my video game derby cards. So I don't oh, know yeah. real ones. Oh, honestly, I was thinking of four twenty six. How many next week? Next week. Well, the stick most, around for next week then too, because we'll the, talk. The the most powerful production motor in America. It's very true. Do you know my dad worked at Seneca Falls Machine on five and twenty? We passed it on the way here, mm-hmm. and they built the machines that built the parts. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. For yeah. so. He was on the team 
as as a machine operator and work with the engineers because the engineers put stuff together and tell you how to build stuff and the people that are running the machine shop work with the apprentices and and the the foreman work together to tell the engineers where they're wrong yeah and that's and, and that's how it works but my dad was involved in the production of a torsion bar and a swing arm on the sherman tanks abram tank what's the newer one abram the abram on the abram tank the machine they sent them the part and said we need a machine that can build this and they developed it there. Wow. The um, output shaft on the Turbo 400 or the TH400, the, the, yep. one, of the, one of the GM transmissions, yep. they gave them the, in, the, the output shaft and said, we need a machine that can cut and make it this size, make us the machine. And they made wow. the machine. And uh, the, I think there was something that, that was doing the water journals on a Pontiac 400. No kid. The machine that yeah. cut those came out of Seneca Falls. That's awesome. Yep. They had a special releaser on the swing arm, and, or excuse me, on the torsion bar, because this cutter came down. It would cut the, cut the channel for it to sit, and it, they would have to release it a certain time. Well, the timing was off on the specs, and one of the engineers didn't know it, and all of them released at the same time. So the torsion bar, which is made to flex a little bit, you know, starts slapping around, starts knocking pulleys off. It, it busted the yeah. cutter. It was jumping up. I mean, the length of this, this yeah. cutter is huge. And it was jumping up and down on the floor, and stuff. <laughs> had the wherewithal. I mean, it was the seventies then. They were able to hit the. Uh, they were able to catch the the stop all button before everything went really really the bad. Seventies, there wasn't great safety with technology. <laughs> you know, hard to believe. Uh, it was. It, I, I learned that on that day too. It was just. It was just really cool to learn that little piece of history about Seneca Falls, and, and yeah, that's awesome. And that even back then, the uh, the floor people and the engineers buttered heads. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. <laughs> what do you got here? We'll come back around for the Hemi episode next week. Take care. Enjoy this one, uh, and we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot. The Crash Course Live is presented by Smashing Demolition Derby, who hosts Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah, online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel, and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York.